So a big round of applause for Sonia Brooke Grant. Is there a kicker as well? Wow. Thank you very much for waiting for me one and a half hour or so. Uh, okay. So like uh, uh, guys were saying, I'm, uh, I'm, my name is Sonia and uh, I was... Uh, I was going to talk to you a little bit about uh, the judging. And uh, when I was uh, putting down some notes about and uh, taking all the uh, uh, notes uh, back of my head, uh, how we actually were judging in the, in the past, I was like laughing like crazy because there are like so many uh, funny things, funny technical uh, ideas that we went through just to get where we are today. So hopefully uh, I will, I mean, just feel free asking questions. I can talk forever, but I will try to make it uh, shorter. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a little bit, uh, I had to, you know, run from the last art and here. So I'm a little bit, uh, uh, I, I don't do mar marathons anymore. <laughs> All right. Was it? Oh, the red one? The bottom one. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's uh, it's Icelandic and it means uh, <laughs> something else. It's very warm in the lights. Right? Yeah, right. It's also because I'm from Iceland, it's, uh, I'm not used to having 25 degrees on Celsius. So it's a, it's a whole new way of thinking. All right, do you see it? Is it too small? No. So <clears throat> I call this the crazy history and development of judging. So judges, oh Jesus. Judges, so this is us. We are like uh, the guys in the, in the Muppets. Uh, we, uh, we are a little bit uh, uh, away from the baristas and our, um, we uh, try to see everything uh, from the balcony, from the outside. But, so, um, but to understand why we are up on those balconies, try to um, be uh, good judges. Uh, we have to go a little bit uh, back in time, obviously, uh, 13 years ago when we actually started uh, to um, thinking about having uh, competitions. And uh, so, why Barista Championships? Well, in the beginning, we had no clue. But today, we are a little bit have a more clear picture of why we have the championships. But in the old days, it was just like, hey, let's compete in coffee. But uh, now it's more like, okay, now we see actually a result. So it's kind of, uh, it's a good, good uh, thinking. So today we would say that um, the championships are to create uh, the respect uh, for the barista profession, obviously. 
uh, promote uh, coffee excellence from the farmer to consumer and uh, to exchange coffee culture. That's very important. Um, train baristas in a competition format, obviously. And uh, sorry. Uh, have fun exchanging knowledge, coffee knowledge. Of course, it's a business as well. We always have to take that into the account. Um, and networking in all levels. For us, or for me, uh, because I'm here and speaking behalf of myself, um, I think uh, networking has been like the, one of the most important uh, development. So we, uh, in the competition, we've been having uh, uh, baristas from so many nations, and uh, and the original idea came from the Olympics. Uh, there were some uh, in. Uh, uh, people uh, that really got the idea that it would be fun to have a competition in uh, in coffee and uh, that was actually Alf Kramer as you have heard about a million times and uh, so the rules and the format actually came from different uh, competitions like uh, sommelier um, um, chef competitions and from gymnastics it was funny because Alf was in gymnastics in the old days and, uh, and from horseback uh, riding competitions. And the horseback riding is like uh, very funny. There are funny um, elements that we actually put into the barista competition as well. So, <coughs> the people behind it, um, sorry, I have to just. <laughs> the people behind the championships were not a big group in the beginning. It was a group of. Um, people from Scandinavia, they were like a little bit crazy people in Scandinavia and we had some Australians, even more crazy and strange people and then USA, oh my god, what a group of people, you know so it was maybe like a ten, 10 people that actually came together and decided okay let's do something so we had a different opinions about everything there was this one guy from Sweden, uh, Matt Johansson and he always uh, traveled to Italy. So he was very like, uh, he spoke like this. He was from Sweden, but he was always like having this, and he was always talking about passione. We have to have passione in the competition. So he's from Sweden, but he likes, uh, he loves Italy. No, yeah, Italy. And so passione was like the, the most spoken word in our early years. It's funny, but it was like very interesting. And it's good to say that SCIE was like the first host of the World Barista Championship in Monte Carlo, just like a couple of you know, kilometers away from Nice in the year 2000. So if we just like, we should just uh, put this all up. Okay, so <clears throat> to go a little bit back and talk about the format. So we had uh, uh, sponsored espresso machines like we have today, obviously. And it was always like uh, two group machines. And the two group machines, they came with, uh, you know, one double pora filter and one single pora filter. So therefore, the format of the competition was that uh, the barista had to make three espressos, three cappuccinos and three designer beverages. Because they were like double and a single pora filter. Um, <clears throat> so the MC was talking the whole time with the barista, asking, so what do you do now? Oh, you're tamping, wow, what's this? 
So it was very funny that uh, it was very entertainment, a good entertainment, but it was a little bit stressful for the barista because they were like answering questions like, uh, uh, you know, like crazy. And then also the audience, they were like shouting, like, oh, you know, so it was in, a, it was like in a, you know, like real sports, like a football game or something. It was really, really good. Um, the cappuccinos and uh, the espressos and the dis uh, design beverages were served to three judges in 12 minutes, so it was a shorter time, and also uh, one judge uh, fewer. No head judge. We didn't need those in those days. So the baristas, they had to use their one single and one double portafilter and serve three judges. Yeah, sorry. Okay, if we just put the, all of those up. Like, ah, sorry. Can you go back? Okay. So, being a judge in the year 2000 um, was quite challenging because nobody knew what we were doing. And uh, we were like, with, we had one score sheet. So we were both doing the technical and the sensory. So we were like running to the espresso machine and running back, you know, tasting, you know. So it was like, uh, I was probably even more sweat than, than I am today. So. And the judges were only focusing on the performance. That was like, no, I didn't like his performance. So it had nothing to do really with the taste at that time. And we were like minimum focusing on the technical. It was just like yes or no and, you know, no, it's fine. You know, he's okay. You know, so it was more like uh, there were like no criteria whatsoever. Uh, sorry. Well, we had a little bit of criteria, but and this is actually taken from uh, a score sheet. And uh, we, uh, those, those were the, uh, the three categories that we had. We had a little bit of the technical skills, hygienic, basic technique, preparation, timing, tidy, professional work. A little bit of the appearance. Um, appearance of the coffee, obviously, everything was about the looks, you know. And uh, delicious, elegant, uh, uh, prepared, served in an elegant way. Uh, and then the taste and the flavor. Typical flavor of the particular beverage is uh, to be recognized and correctly composed. So this is very funny. You know, seeing this, what is a typical flavor of a particular beverage? So it was kind of funny. We had all these uh, funny... Uh, so three judges did both tech and sensory. Right, the bucket. This was our friend, actually. Because in these years, we were spitting. Both the coffee was horrible at that time. So we needed the bucket just to, you know, spit it out. But also because we only had like three judges and we had like 26 baristas. So it was like only one set of judges. So we were spitting after each participant and after each, no, after each drink. And we usually had uh, wine buckets. It was very funny. It was like like sommeliers. We really wanted to look like uh, and be like the sommeliers at that, those years. So in the scores and the score sheets, they were like full of gray areas. Uh, so all the judges, they were just doing whatever. And, you know, no, I don't like him. Did you feel he was like, uh, he was sweating? Did you see this barista? He was sweating or he was like, uh, had a perfume or, you know, we had like so many different opinions. Um, there were no useful comments wrote, written on the score sheets. So that was like, you know, 
and uh, no real feedback was given uh, to the baristas and we had the scores from 0 to 10. So it was like no calibration, we were like absolutely just doing whatever we wanted to do. So I don't know if you can see this, but this is a, uh, actually I see I put 2000, 2000, but it was 2001 that we had this score uh, uh, system and uh, today we have the, the other one. So you see how we, it, it was designed by Scandinavians, so you see the language is obviously not English, you know. So when uh, a barista wasn't doing a good job, it was like very bad. I mean, how awful is that to have on your score sheet? Or poorly, you know, not acceptable. So we, uh, we kind of uh, used uh, different language in these days. So you see, on, uh, on the other side, it's a little bit more human, a little bit more clear what it means. So I think we have, you know, done uh, a good, good uh, things in those areas. So, yeah, it's a little bit small picture. I don't know why, but it is, uh, it shows four people. I will just describe what it says. It's four people because sometimes we were judging in pairs. So it was like one woman and one man judging together. We had like one set of score sheets. And uh, then usually it was the woman that was doing the scores. And the man was like, you know, no, we should give it like this. No, 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 we should do this. And, you know, and this was 2001. And it, I just found this picture and it was like so funny. It's, uh, it was in Norway and it was ridiculous. We have the, uh, the bucket beside us, obviously, because we are spitting all the time. And, uh, but having it judging in pairs, that was like man and a woman together. It was like, what, what was that? Okay, so just to give you an idea what we were looking for in those days. And this is uh, uh, how it was written. Let's just put it all up there. This is how it was written uh, on the uh, on the score sheet. And one more, yeah. So the baristas they they got like two points for each. Okay. So if you just read it, it's kind of strangely, uh, you know, for English-speaking people, I think it's a strangely um, words. So is the barista familiar with the machine workings? Uh, can can barista name the parts of the machine? That was a good one. Uh, does, does the uh, barista check the grind? That was also because they never did in those days. Then nobody checked the grind. It was just like, you know, it was adjusted for the whole competition and nobody was, you know, doing anything with it. And then uh, does the barista run the espresso to the taste of the blend? That was also a very good one. Uh, do the barista have a good frothing technique? Um, do the barista free pour the milk? Uh, does the barista appear confident uh, when frothing the milk? That was also a good one. Um, <clears throat> so, does the barista seem to enjoy what he is doing? I mean, isn't it great? And you got like two points. If you were like scoring in that category, you got two points. And then, does the barista have a good grooming? I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, you know, so... <clears throat> At this point in history, uh, where we are in the PowerPoint, exactly, um, there was a one rule that was actually the only rule that we had to, you know, obey and was not to be broken. And that was not talking about coffee after six o'clock. That was the absolute rule, no talking about coffee after six o'clock. You know, come on, because 
we had to go and drink. So <laughs> it was a social event. So obviously, I mean, no talking about coffee. It's so boring. I mean, we've been doing that for 12 hours. Let's talk about alcohol. And then uh, the International Coffee Network was uh, happening. Okay, so the technical side of judging, it was uh, um, in the old days, we uh, had all kinds of accessories, like different tempers. And uh, you know, 1995, when I started being a barista, I was using plastic temper. <laughs> And uh, so the year 2000, we had like plastic and aluminium. That was like the tempers and the one on the grinder. So it was like really funny that we could even, you know, make a decent espresso at these moments. Uh, steaming pitchers, they were like big. They were like up to two liters because obviously you were like frothing only once. And then you just pour into all the, the cups, you know. That was like the trend at these, these years. Um, the baristas could uh, change everything on the machine. Um, they all used the thermometers, and they were changing the steam tips, uh, the, the portafilter baskets, and everything. Everybody had their own uh, um, different way of seeing how to make coffee. And uh, so it was kind of funny. funny. We had a different dosing methods, obviously. So it was like kind of a fight. And once I was like, uh, we had a Nordic barista cup, the, the first one, 2003. And there was a big fight between Australia and Scandinavia. And then John uh, Sanders was, was there on behalf of America. And I cannot believe they were like so angry. They were like, no, 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 we are doing it the right way. You have to just like, you refill the, the basket uh, like so many times, the portable and you, you know, the coffee has to be like this, have to be an overflow before you tamp. You know, so it was like so many, and they were actually almost fighting. It was like so funny. It was not a discussion, it was like a fight, because they were like, right, nobody was wanted to, you know, give in. Um, the grinding was different, of course. Usually people just um, um, grind for the whole uh, performance. So that was, it was the easiest way, so you filled up the house of the, the grinder. So it was easy, you know, because you had like one, two. Yeah, you know. And tamping, at one point we were like, okay, so should we tamp? I don't know. So let's. Uh, so we did some uh, research and, you know, different opinions and, you know, and it always came up like, oh no, I'm I'm stop tamping now. It's uh, you know, but even today we have uh, this discussion also, you know, right? Score sheets. A little bit went through this before. Um, in the old days, we were focused on the performance, the espresso blend. Everything was branded. The barista was branded. You know, he was like working for somebody, and it was like a this big logo somewhere so everybody could see it and uh, all the bags were like branded and it was like beside the espresso machine and you know it was really like a, a good business at that time uh, the, the signature drinks were like half a liter with a, with a cream on top like this <laughs> or marshmallows and light it up like uh, one famous person did uh, the espressos were very long because we were not thinking about the quality at that time we were thinking about the quantity you know how much liquid can you get out of, you know, these, you know, from, I mean, I know it's, it's like so funny, but, and the big cappuccinos, obviously, we had like 220 milliliter cups, you know, that was like a standard, but today we are, we have developed a little bit, so we are focused on the taste, we are focused on the coffee knowledge, uh, showcase, um, yeah, showcase the coffee knowledge, we are single origins, because in the old days you always had to have a blend, it was like, Single origin? 
no, you you already lost the competition. You know, you cannot go into a competition with a single origin. You know, that was like a you know you are a second class person if you did that. And processing uh, the yeah the processing of uh, from the farm to the cup. So I think we have done a good job actually. So in the old days, they were different. The drinks were different. You know, that's uh, that's a fact. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a typical Italian one, and then we had uh, the other one that uh, the best barista has the, the highest mountain on uh, on the on the cappuccino. Okay, so let's just put this on another one. One more. Okay. So after each championship, we were like sitting down and we were like, "Oh my God, we need to do something." So. A new rule was born after each championship, and that was like maybe the best thing that, um, well, it is the best thing that has ever happened to us is going through all this. So we put all this up. So some of the rules and when it happened. So one of my favorite one is like, judges should not eat on stage. Come on, you know? But we had to make a rule about it. You know, because the judges were actually eating on stage because they were like, no time to go for lunch. Okay, judges should have poker face when tasting. That was also necessary to make a, um, you know, a rule about it. Uh, Baristas could not put anything into the water filter other than coffee and water because 2003 we were putting like chilies and ginger and all kinds of stuff into the water filter because it was so nice when it came out in the, into the cup. And judges uh, cannot speak to each other while judging. That was like, uh, you know. And then uh, judges cannot talk to the audience while, while judging. We had to make a rule about that because <laughs> it was funny. I mean, some of the judges, they were like, hey, buddy, how's business? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and also, I mean, these are more recent. I mean, we um, uh, had a rule about having the pucks or the cakes into the porta filter at the start, so it was like uh, not um, not allowed. So we had that for two years or something, but we have taken it out uh, now. Uh, and words, a lot of strange words like uh, reasonably clean. What does that mean? I don't know. And uh, many years we had understanding grinder. That was like a very challenging for the uh, the judges to do. And it was interesting to see how different people thought about it. So, oh, okay. So this is also a very small uh, picture. So <clears throat> in this picture is a, is a barista presenting and two judges and they're like, you know, I don't know if it was a poker face or what was happening, but it was like a very, very nasty looking judges. Sometimes we are caught in a very, you know, difficult moment. And uh, I, I didn't talk to the head judge and uh, told him, tell him uh, that I have this picture of him there. But he's actually doing this. He just uh, tasted it and then he did this to somebody, I don't know who, but it was caught on film. So it's, it's kind of a, you know, embarrassing. But today we have uh, very nice poker faces of judges. You know, if you saw Melbourne, they were like so kind. They are like sitting there with a smile on the face. They are like fantastic. So I think we have, you know, actually made a progress. So <clears throat> I just wanted to tell you this also. Just put it all up, maybe. Okay. So um, just because I thought it was funny, normal leveling. What is a normal leveling? That was a good one. So 
and uh, into the knockbox or, or dosing chamber. A score of six is rarely given in that category. That was also a good one. We have this in the rules for the judges. You never give six in this category. But still we had the score, you know, the, the score from zero to six. So that was kind of interesting for us. Headlines like correct dosing and tamping. That's a new, uh, it, it's a recent one, but we have now changed it, thank God, to consistently uh, dosing and tamping. Because what is correct? Nothing. We are like a world barista championship, so we cannot have like a one method. Review of Robusta and Arabica Krama will be included in a certification workshop for judges. At that time, we really needed to study all these things, but it was kind of funny because it took a long time discussing the Krama. Right. Let's put all of these up. I'll try to be very quick. Are you guys okay? Are you, is it boring? No, I mean, I thought it was funny. I was like laughing like crazy when I was going through this. You know, I'm not making this stuff up. This is just like, <laughs> it's, it was like that, you know? Okay, all the drinks should be served at the same time. That's, uh, we took that out. Now the baristas can do whatever they like. Uh, temperature on the cappuccino used to be from zero to six. Wow, that's a lot of scoring for temperature. Sugar, spoon, and napkin. We had the sugar in there for years. We never used it, but you know, the barista, they were taken down in points if they had the sugar. No, if it, they didn't have the sugar. So we should reward those baristas that can make coffee and talk about it. Wow, the barista is making coffee and talks about the coffee? Wow, what a, you know, that's a really a good thing. So I thought that was uh, good to have in the rules. I still had a, a yeah. Visually correct espresso base was also always judged by the technical judge. So that was, sometimes it was good, but sometimes it wasn't. So we kind of, um, you know, took that one on. No alcohol extract is allowed, uh, is allowed in any form. No alcohol, yeah. So we had to put a rule about that 2004 because at that time it was a, a trend. All the baristas, they were taking like wine, all kind of wine, making a syrup, you know. So... Nobody knew if it was alcohol in the drink because, you know, so it was like they were playing with, uh, they were a little bit playing like uh, coffee in good spirits, but, you know, so we had to make a rule about it. Okay, debriefing. This is also very small. Do you see it? I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> okay, 2006, we still had the debrief in a very cozy moment. You were sitting on the, on the floor, you know, and the judge was like here with you and, yeah, I thought you were great, you know, thank you. And yeah, I gave you a two, I thought you were great. <laughs> but six is the highest. Yeah, you were great, I gave you a two. I'm usually, I mean, two is like a good score. Right, okay. So that was like a very cozy moment. So we were like sitting there and you know, it, was, it wasn't like, it wasn't very professional. Today we have a very professional debriefing actually. You know, the, the barista can come in, they can have like, a, you know, two uh, sensory judges, one technical, one head, and whatever, how many he wants. He, and he will have all his score sheet, he will have very good explanations of the debrief. So I think we have, you know, even from 2006, we've been, you know, it's a big progress. So, judges, again, why and how? So, <clears throat> we have this fantastic judges workshops, and, uh, but in the old days, the first, our first steps, yeah, this is the guy that went to the moon. I thought it was funny to have it in there. 
So the first formal judges certification was in 2003, uh, just before Boston. We had 21 uh, judges from 14 countries. I, I'm, I have these numbers in there because we, at this time we were collecting countries because it was very important for us to have as many countries involved with the judging so they could go back home to their, to their uh, country and continue with the competition. So that was really important. So sometimes they were like not maybe good judges, but they were important for their own country. So we have to start somewhere. So the practical was minimum, written test, 40 questions. It was like a, you know, a written questions. It, it wasn't like a, act, a yes and no, it was a written you know, test. And um, so, and all the judges that participated were certified. Yeah, I know, I don't wanna go in that, but. So the next one we had was in, uh, in Trieste. Already then, we had like 94 judges uh, applying to go to the workshop. We had to make a rule, only four people from my country. So please, because like countries like uh, Korea, they, they had like 11 that wanted to come in and we had other countries that had like 10 and we were like, okay, no, four, four people from each country can come in and we will, you know, give you a lecture. So 64 were accepted, 25 were certified and 14 were actually used in the competition. So 2010, something happened. WCE was born. And then everything changed, it, uh, changed a little bit faster. In the old days, it had been like very slowly changing, but 2010, WCE was, uh, was uh, established. And uh, that meant that SAE and SAA, they actually started working together. And um, World Coffee event is controlling all the championships. So we had our vision and our mission. We have our advisory board and uh, formal committees. So everything was a very good um, uh, organizing to take over and try to make all the competitions better. So this certification now is uh, two days. So can you imagine? We had like four hours in the beginning always, uh, well, in our first one, 2003. So now we have like two days, very, very dedicated uh, uh, staff that are doing uh, sensory tests. We have the written test, video test, barista skills and practical. So it's very good and how it has been put into to produce good judges. So I'm really happy to, um, and judges are now certified in a different in areas. Like you can be certified in latte art, you can be certified in e-brick, you can be certified in roasting. So you can be certified in a different areas. So we, we came a long way from only being a judging. So these are our championships. Just going very quickly through this. All right. <clears throat> so, I also wanted to tell you a little bit about the good things about being a judge. Okay. So, the good things is about, you know, you travel to a lot of countries, you get to know different uh, uh, coffee cultures, you get to know different baristas um, that are, uh, have different opinions and they are showing you what they do in their own coffee shops. Uh, you are a part of the coffee, World Coffee Excellence Development. And uh, just to see how the result of the championships is changing the coffee uh, scenery in each country, that's for me, it's very important. And uh, also to see how uh, the result of the winners in the championships actually changes their lives. So this is for me is like 
honestly, the, the best thing of uh, being a judge. So, <clears throat> yeah, so, okay. Just. But we also have a downhill. As it's fine to travel, I love to travel, but it's also very tiring to travel. You have long flights, you travel like 36 hours and you stay in the country for four days, right? And uh, it's a lot of work. You usually work like 10 to you know, 12 hours a day. Not so healthy food, if you get any. Sometimes there's like no food. Um, <clears throat> in some cases, they're not so good sleeping places. Um, it's not a paid job. So you always have to take a break from your own personal life to go abroad. And, uh, so, and also you have a strange signature drinks. Sometimes dangerous, you know, raw eggs, blood, you know, that's like always the, one of my favorite to tell. And sometimes you get, you know, stuck in the middle of uh, national body politics. You know, everybody wants to invite you out, oh, but no, 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 come with me. And you know, some, I mean, sometimes you have no clue about the politics in the countries, but you're in the middle because you said yes to this dinner party and you did not say yes to that dinner party. So, but this is only, I already talked about the positive things. These are like the down, but it's, uh, it's not um, very bad. So quickly about what we have actually gained last 13 years. So we have more than 50 countries that you can actually go you can look on the internet and you can go to a cafe where uh, a former barista champion has been you know, competing and he opened his own shop. And you can go to this person and have a good cup of coffee. For me, that's really important. In 13 years, I think that's a good thing. In more than 50 countries, the baristas' lives have changed because they just like, they needed a job to you know, pay their uh, school. So they started to work in this coffee shop because they did not want to work in the video store. So, and then suddenly they just find the passion for coffee and uh, open up their own shop or, you know, be world champions or, I mean, we've heard like so many nice Cinderella stories about that. And in more than 50 countries, we can say that coffee standards have been updated and more, uh, and more countries are open for different uh, brewing methods, for example and different uh, taste profiles and roast profiles and so on. So I'm pretty proud, actually. And since 2003, we have trained and calibrated and certified more than 250 judges. I'm pretty happy about this thing. It's, it's, it's not a long time. Okay, so I had some thoughts. I don't know. I don't know how to answer these questions, so I don't know if you can help me, maybe. But we have created Barista Rockstars. Good or bad? I don't know. Um, do we have any judges rock stars? Is that good or bad? No, I'm not a rock star. No, 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 no. Um, so national championships are developing, but very, very slowly. And it's so slowly to raise the standards. I don't know why. I don't know, maybe you know. Um, some of the national events are driven by bad politics. Again, I don't know why, because I thought we were all like friends and, you know, all the animals in, this, in the forest have to be friends. And also the national champions that are from year to year are not always motivated to do better. You know, sometimes they, 
they win their own, in their own country and then they leave to compete in the world. When they come back home, there is like nothing. So it's sometimes they're just by themselves, so it's, it's difficult for them to try to raise the standards. And I don't know why. So these are all my questions. I don't know if we have time to. Maybe afterwards you can you know, try to help me. So the future of judging, I believe we have a bright future. Um, because if I look at those th 13 years that we just went past and very quickly, I think uh, the future must be bright. Because if this is what we can do in 13 years, I'm sure we can do you know, even more better in the next 13. And it is important for us to keep on raising uh, new methods of flavors uh, through processing of the coffee, obviously. There are so many new um, uh, methods uh, that are being explored in uh, the coffee-growing countries, and it's like so interesting to follow that. And uh, being a judge is one link towards to higher quality and a platform to discuss about the coffee. So that's why it's also, I should have put that into the being a plus as a judge. But let's not forget that there is nothing right and nothing wrong. Because sometimes we just like, no, I'm right. You are wrong, you know. But let's just forget that. Nothing is right and nothing is wrong. It's just like, it's a matter of playing and, uh, and follow like in the judges. We have like rules from year to year. We just like play by the rules and we get better every year. So, at least until 1800. I don't. I know the the time is more than 1800. One minute. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Okay. So, thank you very much, and uh, I I hope you um, have maybe some questions. I don't know if we have time. Or we have time for questions. Definitely a big round of applause for Sonia. It's so nice to get people to clap for people and not cappuccinos. That I really liked so that. <laughs> have a seat. Have a seat. That was so much fun. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of like came into this industry quite late, so it's really interesting. I didn't see, like, because 2009 was pretty much the first time I saw a barista competition and I was in it. So it's like to see all that is just a, a huge eye opener. I kind of my, my first experience of competition was Burn in 2006. And I kind of look back at that now and go, did that really happen? <laughs> that, 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 those drinks were terrible. Well, they, they were terrible, but they were just corny. It was just so, I don't know, it just. Well, uh, like I said, I mean, in the old days, we did not know any better. But now, like, every year we are doing so much experience because we are obviously open-minded people, you know, who want to experiment. And uh, so that's why I think, uh, you know, we are developing like so fast, but you know, like you said, looking back at 2006, I mean, it's like so funny. Do you it think the point, the point of the competition is still the same at, at the core? At the core, um, yeah, I think I still think that we are uh, have the networking. I still think that we are having fun of uh, meeting and uh, uh, going out and not talk about coffee after six. I think still we have that. Uh, I still think that uh, the baristas are thirsty to get get better and thirsty to know uh, learn more and um, and learn more through different cultures is that what you were uh, okay <laughs> yeah so i think so that's great i mean has anybody got any questions they'd like to ask in the audience i'm kind of thinking to give you a chance if you've got anything you want to put to sonia from from the presentation you must have answered all of their questions C can i ask you do you have any like uh, the brewster rock stars is it good or is it bad that we have created, our format has created Barista Rockstars? 
Do you think it's a good well, thing? We're or? staying with Carl Sarah this week. It's I a know, nightmare. I know. It's <laughs> but but we laugh in 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 two thousand and nine in Atlanta. We were like, Carl Sarah's over there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> can we go and talk to him? Now we share a room, and he we've seen him in his pants. Oh, <laughs> the, the dream has been shattered. <laughs> is that a good thing? Um, I don't know. I think I think it is. I think it's a. It's good to, as long as people's attitudes are, re are good, I think that's really important. I, I refuse to believe in rock star baristas until James Hoffman does a song on a karaoke. Then he'll be a rock star barista. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's a really positive thing that we've got these people that we all look up to. We're all like, you know, excited to meet. Um, I, I think it's a really positive thing. It's yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Because I think uh, having so strong role, role models is really important for us. It's really important for the rest of the world and the baristas that are home and really want to get... I mean, I mean it's good for us to have a role model. It's great as well when you look at Gwilym because he's the most unlikely rock star you're ever going to meet. <laughs> well, I think the way that you've built the competition puts forward the sort of people that, uh, that are good people. Because if you look back, there's Alejandro, there's Raul, there's Pete Lacala this year, there's Gwilym Davies, and these people have won competitions. And you say Mike Phillips isn't good, is that what you were trying to <laughs> say there? <laughs> but uh, these, these are good people, and they work hard, and I think that the competition is built to push those sort of people forward, so I think it's definitely a good thing. You, you mentioned Rockstar Judges, though. Yeah, because I just wanted to say, because we, uh, we have a, you know, barista rock stars, so... Would we have like runners rock stars? Would we have judges rock stars? I mean, I would we I have a different a, category? You're pretty much a rock star. No, judge, I mean though. <laughs> everybody knows you, but you know, you you you're, you're very much kind of revered in the industry. That's why we want you to come up and do tamper tantrums and stuff. You know, it's because you're a really good judge, and I think that that that's the only reason the baristas are rock star baristas is they're really good baristas who do lots of good for the community. Tell me that you don't, because that's not true. <laughs> yeah, you you do a great job. So. Uh, you know, okay, I think there are rock stars. I was not looking for a well, compliment. Well, you've got it now. <laughs> like um, and, I, and I think there, there are other judges. I'm not, you know, I'm not just going to single you out. There are other judges who, when I see they're judging, they're going to do a great job. Because you just know that they are. And the quality of the judges, I think it is a point now where we can have rock star judges. It's, it's, it's a big thing. Exactly. And I think, uh, I mean, you saw how uh, like we built uh, the certification program to make actually better judges so we can actually have more faith in them. Because in the past, you know, you saw how the past was. It was, you know, kind of funny. But, and, um, you know, so I think uh, everything is related, kind of. Do we have questions? So we, we have some questions. Breville, who are the sponsors of the online content that we do, and have asked us, instead of thanking the sponsors and clapping for them each time, we have questions for the experts, which we're going to put up on the, uh, on the screen here. So um, the first question is, what is the worst thing you've ever seen happen in a barista competition? And that's from Pete from Ireland, Pete Williams. What's the worst thing you've ever seen in a competition? Oh my God, are you joking? No. Nope. I mean, you're like, uh, it's, it's. We, we won't share with right? anybody apart from the whole okay. of the internet. Okay, right, right. Nobody looks at the internet anymore. Well, <clears throat> I don't think I can say that something was like the most horrible, but I, I could say like funny situations. I, I think that's the kind of thing is like the thing that's happened, like somebody's dropped something or like something's gone horribly wrong and it's not like it was a terrible drink, it was a terrible situation, I think. Well, there are some situations that, uh, I mean, I had to look away because I was starting to cry because, I mean, you get like so emotional, you, s you are there and the barista is like completing their uh, performance and then they spill, you know, a drink. 
And you know, and I'm, you know, I have, I cry all the time. I'm not gonna cry now. I'm gonna try to, you know, keep it clean. But, uh, but um, in one of the competitions, I, I just like, you know, it was this guy. Actually, he was. We made the one rule after his performance. But um, uh, he was like, he was. Uh, uh, the audience were like cheering for him. They were like. Go, 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 because he was fi failing on time. So in those days, it was okay. They were like, you know. So he was like, okay, shit, I have to uh, rush. And he had this horrible, like, uh, you know, the champagne glass, the flute. And uh, obviously, he uh, missed one. And it had been fa fabulous uh, performance up to that, up to that moment. And I was like, you know. I was. I had to look into my score sheet, and I, you know, I was like, "Oh my God!" I'm starting to cry because it was so. It was the most sad moment. But I have another one. This was the sad one. I, I don't want to kill the mood. Okay, <laughs> the funniest one, and uh, maybe um, uh, she's actually watching, or hopefully, uh, it was the first time I was uh, judging Heather Perry. Uh, we have actually talked about this because we had an issue. Uh, this was like 2001 or something. And uh, her um, signature drink was like a cowboy boot, you know, like a glass cowboy boot, because that was her theme. She was like an, a cow she was a cowboy girl. All her uh, fans were like dressed in cowboy, you know, outfit, and uh, it was kind of funny. So obviously, her signature drink was a cowboy boot, and so in the bottom of the uh, the, the heel was the syrup. So it was kind of like this much syrup. It, it must have been like maybe like 500 milliliters, 600 milliliter glass. So then we put one single shot of espresso, you know, just to you know make uh, the flavor of the syrups or to resolve the syrups or I don't know what. And then a lot of milk. And then we had some marshmallows on um, uh, sticks, put into the the, uh, the the boot, and then she lightened the marshmallows. And uh, I was judging there with tuna. I don't know if you know tuna. She is also one of the. Um, the people that actually wrote the, the first rules. And uh, we were there standing in, you know, in front of the drink and Heather was like, go ahead judges, please drink my drink. And it was a, you know, a fire on marshmallows. And we were like. <laughs> so she got a little bit angry, you know, because we, she was like, oh, the judges, they don't want to drink my drink. And, but, both Tuna and I, we were like scared. I mean, I didn't want to, you know, burn my eyebrows of, you know, marshmallows. But we tasted the drink, and then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, Heather, uh, well, 2007, actually, when she, when she became second in the world, she actually, um, she gave Tuna and me uh, it's, uh, the boot, you know. It was like a good memory for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it, this was like one of the funniest moments, and I always tell this story to, Baristas, when I want to tell them what not to do, you're never gonna do this. It's don't no. set your judges on fire. No, it's a, it's <laughs> no. a good rule. Good <laughs> advice. <laughs> so our next question is, what's your favourite competition to judge? And that's from Cecilia uh, Barello from Italy. So your favourite competition to judge? Right. You must have right. one that is like right. you're always <laughs> excited to do. Okie dokie, okie dokie. So this morning, I was judging uh, Coffee in Good Spirit. Oh, no. <laughs> I was judging Coffee in Good Spirit. Uh, that is actually one of my favorite uh, competition. It is difficult for me to say one, two, three, and four, and five with the competitions that we are judging in. But for me, it's 
interesting to see how how the baristas are you know mixing the alcohol trying to get uh, they have different coffees and trying to mix the alcohol and get fabulous cocktails so i have to say that i've been to iceland and i understand why you like the coffee in good spirits <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's a great one and one more question is how do you deal with uh, cultural differences when writing competition rules and that's from glenn montgomery from northern ireland so Wow, that, that's a big one. Well, uh, like you saw, uh, like you saw, uh, we have like a um, very good structure with uh, our uh, committees. So we have uh, a rules and regulation committee that is uh, um, different culture, cultural people. Um, so that's what really what we try to do. We had tried to have different uh, uh, people from different countries in the in the committees, and then also we just like ask. We, we talk to different uh, uh, countries, we, we try to think about the whole world when we are trying to make the rules. But of course we think about the quality of the coffee first and how, how that can uh, affect... I don't know if I answered the question, but... No, I think, I think yeah, that's a so that's I, very I think good. the only thing that we can do is just to have different people with different, uh, from different countries in the committee and that's, the, I think, the best thing that we can do. I'm, I'm so pleased that we finally got you on Tambatan. And we had a conversation in Bogota in 2011 at the, par at the famous party where I was like, Sonia, we do this thing called Tampatantrum and we really want you to speak. Will you and yeah, yeah, so it's taken two years. Yeah, I think it's been worth the wait. Definitely, thank um, you so much for it's e Even the extra hour and a half wait. Oh, I'm sorry about no, that. No, 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 blame the MC. It's the, yeah, the yeah, MC, MC is meant to make the competition smooth. He just wasn't very good. That's fine. <laughs> um, please, a huge round of applause for Sonia Bjork Grant. Thank you. So that's Tampa Tantrum for today. Um, we will be back here tomorrow, uh, starting at 12 midday. We have, uh, it's all about green coffee tomorrow, so it's going to be a really exciting day for the roasters out there, and hopefully baristas too. But th tomorrow's my day. I can, I can play tomorrow. So. Yeah, I'm not coming. I'm just going to go. Sit in the bar. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.